I want to talk to you about this very subject today. I want to talk to you about dive in, the subject of baptism. I was 17 years old when I walked into the football locker room in Wewoka, Oklahoma, at Wewoka High School, the football locker room, and it was a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting. And I've shared my story and testimony with you several times, and I walked in that football locker room and gave my heart to Christ. And it was a week or so later, I mean quickly, as quickly as I was got to the church, my football coach took me to his church, and I went to First Baptist on Meccasukee Street in Wewoka, Oklahoma. I got in that water as a football player, one of the captains on the football team, student council president. I was even like secretary of vocal music. What's up? La, 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 la. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I mean, yeah, you didn't know I had that in me. I hold back on you. I've been holding back on you. But, but, you know, I gave my life to Christ and I went public for Jesus. And I will never forget being in that pool at First Baptist Church on Meccasukee Street and being baptized in water. It was a spiritual milestone in my walk with Jesus Christ that I'll never forget. And I want many of you today to experience that same spiritual milestone that I experienced at the age of 17. There are those of you that have come and you're prepared to be baptized today. We're pumped about that. There are some of you that came today, you didn't even realize that today you're going to get baptized in water. And we want you to do that. We, we've got shorts prepared for you. We've got t-shirts. We've got towel. we got flip-flops. And listen, you don't need to check your flip-flops back into us after you wear them. Some of you got funky feet. Just keep them. It's a gift. It's a, we just sowing that into your life today. We, we don't want to flip. No, but we listen. We want you to get baptized in water today. Today. The pools are set up. We're ready for you. And what I want to talk to you about today is I want to talk to you about five reasons people don't dive in. They don't dive into the pool. They don't get baptized in water. And the first reason that people don't dive in, one of the top reasons is they think their relationship with God is private. They think their relationship with God is private. And I want you to understand something about your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is personal, but it is not private. The scripture says this in Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 19. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, that word disciples can, can be kind of a confusing word. All that word means is to follow Jesus, to follow after Jesus. And, and when you become a disciple and you start following after Jesus and growing in faith, that whole process can begin privately. It can be personal, which it is, and it can be private. You can give your life to Christ at work. You can give your life to Christ at home. You can give your life to Christ while you're driving down the street. You can place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ while you're walking. You can give your life to Christ, and it's personal, and it is, can be private. But notice what the Scripture goes on to say. It says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism is personal, 
but it's not private. He says, listen, you give your life to Jesus, and that can be personal, and you're being a disciple, and you can read the Bible uh, by, by yourself. You can pray by yourself, but there's a moment in your walk with God, and it needs to happen after you're saved, and really, Scripture teaches immediately after you're saved, you should be baptized in water. You go public with your faith. Friends, it's very important that you understand that God isn't interested in us having a private Christianity. He's he's not interested in that. Matter of fact, here's what Jesus says about private Christianity. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32, it says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him will. I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. If you deny Jesus, like, you know, I got this private thing, just me and Jesus, it's personal and it's private. When I'm in public, you know, I don't really do that whole Christian thing and don't ever talk about Jesus. No, it's private. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Your relationship with me is not only personal, it's not private, it is public. If I went home this afternoon to my wife and I told Tiffany, babe, you know I love you. You know you're my girl. You know you're the apple of my eye. And our relationship is personal. It's personal. I love you. It's personal. But from this day forward, it's going to be private. But you know you're my girl. You're my sweet thing. But it's private. And so, babe, from this day forward, since our relationship is personal but it's private, when I leave home every day, I'm going to take off my wedding ring. Because our relationship is private. We're not going to let the public know about us. And matter of fact, now I'm not going to talk about you in public. And listen, babe, you have my permission from this day forward when you leave the house. Now, when you're home, your last name is Cooper. But when you leave the house, you go back to your maiden name. Baby, I love you, girl. Our relationship is personal, but it's private. How many of you know that I'm sleeping on the couch tonight? How many know that, huh? No, no. If I pull all that off, I'm sleeping at the hotel room tonight. Come on! Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm at the hotel tonight. Because our relationship is not only personal, but it's not private. It is it's public. It's public. Can I tell you, it was um, Easter weekend this year. And after 15 years of marriage to my lovely wife, I lost my wedding ring. Don't know where I lost it. And it was Easter weekend, and I was getting up to teach for the first time without my wedding ring. And after I preached the first service, there began to be a chatter in the church. (laughs) And I started to hear, what's wrong with Pastor and her, with Tiffany? What's wrong? Is everything on? What's going on? Have you, is everything all right? Had a staff member come back, pastor, people asking about you, want to know if you and Tiffany are all right. Is everything, I mean, listen, listen, I talk about my wife all the time in church. I talk about my kids almost every week. I use some kind of person. I love my family. I mean, I got 11 years of history of teaching and loving my family. And the one weekend I show up, one, you didn't get me to one. You start asking questions. And you know what I figured out that day? My relationship with my wife is personal, but it's sure not private. (laughs) 
Because you know what this wedding ring tells you? This wedding ring tells you when I have my wedding ring on, it says I'm taken. I belong to Tiffany. I've got covenant with her. She belongs to me and I belong to her. This wedding ring identifies it. It identifies that I belong to Tiffany. And when you're baptized in water, listen, it's your wedding ring with Jesus. That baptism says, I belong to Jesus. My relationship with Jesus is personal, but it's not private. So I get my wedding ring on and I get baptized in water. And I say, my life now belongs belongs to Jesus Christ and I let the whole world know because my relationship with God is personal but it, it is not private there's a second reason people don't dive in number two is people get confused about baptism people have a lot of le legitimate questions about this whole thing about baptism questions like well does baptism save a person I mean, are you saying this is so important, i got to be baptized to be saved? And the answer to that question is no. No, no, we don't get baptized to be saved, but we do get baptized because we are saved. You see, a person can put on a wedding ring, but it, but it doesn't make them married. Matter of fact, if one of you stole my wedding ring, first of all, let me change that. You are a joker. Back when we woke up, we call you a buster. If you took my wedding ring, listen, you can put my wedding ring on, my old wedding ring, if you found it, it don't make you married to Tiffany. <laughs> don't be hugging up on my woman. Don't, don't be kissing on my woman. I will hurt you in Jesus' name. You know, I, you know, I will get in the flesh if you start rubbing on my woman, talking about, hey, girl, you know, I got, your, I got the wedding ring on. You're not married to her. That wedding ring don't make you married just like getting baptized in water doesn't make you safe. You don't get baptized to be saved, but you do get baptized because you are saved. The scripture says it like this. It says it like this, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 8. For it is by grace, that's an, that's an important word. Come on, I want everybody to say this. Everybody shout, grace. Catch that. It is by grace. That's, that's God's unmerited favor. That means you can't earn it. Jesus already paid the price for our salvation. So scripture says, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. So it's by grace you've been saved. You can't earn it. You can't work. It's by grace through faith. See, the only thing that you can do to be saved is place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And I want you to notice what the scripture doesn't say. It does not say, for it is by grace you have been saved through baptism, through communion, through giving, through church attendance it says no it's by grace you've been saved through faith and this not from yourselves it is the gift of god in other words salvation is a gift you can't do anything to earn it you can't do anything to work for it you can't come to church enough you can get baptized 10 times be nice to people give come to church every week but none of that will save you because it's by grace you've been saved through faith and so you get saved, and then after salvation, you should be baptized in water. A, a second popular question that people ask, and it's just confusing for, for people, and the question is this. I was dedicated or baptized as a baby or child, so do I need to be rebaptized? 
And let me say this. We believe in child dedications here. We, we do child dedications. And it's a, it's a significant moment. And maybe you were dedicated as a child or you had your child dedicated or maybe you were sprinkled or baptized as a child or a baby. And, and that's a significant moment. But it's a significant moment in the life of the, of, of the parent, not the life of the child. Because can I tell you, as a baby... You don't know you were dedicated. That's for the parent. That's the parent saying, I'm going to raise my child in the fear of the Lord. But as a baby, you don't remember that experience. Matter of fact, I'm glad I don't remember a lot of things that happened to me as a baby. Come on, somebody. I don't remember poo-pooing on myself. I don't remember that. That's not a memory I want to have. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't remember, I don't remember a lot of things about my childhood being, being a baby because that moment of being sprinkled or being confirmed or, 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 or being dedicated, that's the parent. And it is, it is, it's significant in the life of the parent. But that child still has to come of age when they realize they are a sinner and they need God's grace and God's forgiveness and God's mercy. And they have to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And the Scripture teaches after a person gives their life to Jesus Christ, they should be baptized in water. Matter of fact, when I was 17 years old and I got baptized in water, I actually got rebaptized. When I was a child, my, my grandmother, Mary, who was really sold out to the Lord, and my grandmother, we lived in Wewoka, and my grandmother lived in a suburb of Wewoka called Butner. Wewoka's got suburbs. It's Butner, Cromwell, Sasakwa, Lima. We called it New Lima. But anyway, so, so she lived in Butner, Cromwell, and we went to church together some. My grandma would encourage me. She told me when I was a kid, you're going to be a preacher. I'm like, no, I'm going to be a baseball player. You know what I'm saying? I don't hear my grandma. But, but my grandma had influence over me. And I remember my Sunday school teacher encouraging me to be baptized. And, and so, you know what? I got baptized when I was a kid. But I didn't do it because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. I did it for grandmother. I did it for dad and mom. I did it for the Sunday school teacher. So when I committed my life to Christ at 17, my faith became personal. It, was, it, was my, it wasn't my grandmother's faith. Anymore. It was personal to me. Jesus is the Lord of my life. And so I went and I got rebaptized in water signifying I belong to Jesus Christ. And perhaps some of you are there. And you were dedicated as a child, you were confirmed as a child, you were sprinkled as a child. And the scripture teaches when you give your life to Christ, you need to be baptized in water. So for some of you, yes, you need to be rebaptized because you cannot make it on grandma's faith, on daddy's faith, on the pastor's faith. It's got to be your faith. It has to be personal. It's not private. It's public. And so you get baptized in water once it's your faith. A third question that people ask is this. I was sprinkled. I was sprinkled, so do I need to get baptized? I mean, what's the difference? I mean, water's water. H2O is H2O. I mean, sprinkled, dunk, what's the big deal? What's the difference? Well, let me teach you scripturally. The word baptize in the Greek in, in the New Testament literally means to immerse. It means to dunk. 
The scripture clearly teaches that when someone is baptized in water, they should be immersed. They should be placed under the water. And I think it's, I think this is so cool when you really understand baptism because immersion is a clear sign, a clear symbol, a clear picture of the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is also a clear picture, a clear sign for you and I. It's a clear symbol of our old life being washed away and coming out of the water. It's a clear sign and spirit. It, it, it's a clear uh, outward sign of what's taking place inward. We go underneath the water signifying, showing the old man's been washed away and come out of the water as a new creature in Jesus Christ saying, my life belongs to Jesus. I'm living for him. And, and, and baptism, immersion, clearly shows that picture very, very clearly. Matter of fact, Scripture bears this out. In Romans 6 and verse 3 and 4, it says, Or don't you know that all of us were baptized into Christ, baptized, immersed, baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized, check this out, into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. Get the picture here. The scripture is teaching this. When you get baptized in water, you're actually, it's a symbol of you being baptized into Christ's death. And so you go under that water and it's a sign you were baptized into Christ's death, but it doesn't leave us there. The, the dead things, the death, the old man, the sin, it's been underneath the water. And it goes on to say in scripture, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Scripture's teaching when you go underneath the water, if you're buried with Christ and the old man, the old woman, the, all the sin is washed underneath the water. That, that's what it's symbolizing. And you come out of that water just like Christ was raised to new life. You get raised out of that water signifying a new life in Jesus Christ. And there's no better picture of that than water Baptism by immersion. Matter of fact, Jesus was immersed in water when he was baptized. And I know I'm just 38, and but I kind of old-fashioned this way. If it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for Herbert. And Jesus was immersed in water. Here's what Scripture teaches, Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, that Greek word, immersed, he went up, check that out. He went up out of the water. Jesus was immersed. He was dunked under the water. He came up out of the water. And today, when many of you get baptized, we're going to immerse you. We're going to dunk you under the water. Baptism, just like Jesus was dunked underneath the water. And now there's one guy in our church, and he's... He rotates between campuses that helps us with our baptisms. And we've had a couple of people shy away from baptism because of this one man. And I'm going to show you a picture of him in just a second. He's a good man, has a good heart. He just sometimes forget, forgets to say, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit before he puts you under. And so he sometimes baptizes people, and he's known to be forgetful, and he gets you underneath the water, and he goes, I baptize you now. Uh, hey, what, the far, nobody's died. We haven't lost anybody yet, you know. There's some folks come up choking. <laughs> I'm just playing, church. That guy doesn't exist. You okay, you okay. You're not going to die. We're not going to choke you. We're going to put you under and pull you right back up. Come on, somebody. 
You're going to be all right. But we're going to immerse you. We're going to baptize you. And we'll say, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, before you go under. There's a, a third reason people don't dive in. A very common reason is this. People struggle with pride. The truth of the matter is we all struggle with pride. If you don't think you struggle with pride, it's because you're prideful. Here's what the scripture says. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. It says, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized, immersed by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I think that's interesting. John tried to talk Jesus out of being baptized. And just like some people have talked you out of being baptized. Just like some of you have talked yourself out of being baptized. Just like some of you right now are trying to talk yourself out of being baptized baptized and here's what john said to jesus to try to talk him out of being baptized he says i am the one who needs to be baptized by you he said so why are you coming to me and jesus could have said yeah you're right look at you you're a sinner don't touch me you're you're a heathen you failed you sinned I'm the king of kings. I'm the Lord of lords. I'm the son of God. I'm the, I'm the lamb of God. I've never blown it. I've never sinned. I shouldn't let you baptize me. I should baptize you, punk. <laughs> but Jesus was humble, man. He was humble. He was broken. And sinless Jesus, the lamb of God, he said this in verse 15. But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John, check this out, John agreed to baptize him. And some of you have talked yourself out of getting baptized because of pride. We don't call it that, but that's what it is. And the Son of God who never sinned let an unrighteous man baptize him, humility. And you know what? You know, we get, you know, in our minds, we start thinking, we would ever verbalize this, but we start thinking, you know, don't you know who I am? Don't you know my clout? Don't you know I'm a business owner? I've got my employees. Some of them are here. Don't you know my coworkers are here? I mean, don't you know? I mean, come on. I can't get baptized. Don't you know I make a good living? I mean, I can't get baptized. I mean, you know, pastor, listen, I don't know all these people. I don't want them staring at me. You know, I start to think, I start to think, when did baptism become all about us? How about this is about Jesus? How about this is about honoring him? You know, we start, we start thinking, you know, it's pride. We start saying stuff like, you know, I don't want nobody to see my legs. They're too skinny. They're too light. They're too dark. Oh, pastor, I can't get baptized. I didn't shave my legs this morning. When did this become all about you? When did, when did this become all about you? I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are thinking, Pastor, I just got my hair done yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. And now you up here talking crazy. I just got my hair done, Pastor. I cannot. It costs $80. I get baptized today. I will lose the perm. I will lose the relaxer. I will lose the moose. I will lose it. And when did baptism become all about you? 
I'll mess up my makeup. Pastor, I got my girl with me. I got my smell good cologne on. Pastor, come on. When at baptism? Come on. Pride. Pride. I know what some of you are thinking, Pastor, I don't have pride. I just can't swim. I'm scared of water. We're not going to kill you. It's a kiddie pool. You'll be all right. You won't die. There's some big brothers up in that pool. You're going to be okay. You don't, we're not going to give swimming lessons today. You'll be okay. Pride. And John tried to talk Jesus out of being baptized. What's talking you out of being baptized in water today? The fourth reason, a common reason people don't dive in. Number four is this. People don't understand the benefits of baptism. They don't understand. They don't realize the wonderful benefits of being baptized. Let's look at this together. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16, Scripture says, After his baptism... As Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. When Jesus was baptized in water, this is awesome. The scripture says, the heavens were opened. I, I taught this to you last year. I think it's so, so such a powerful, powerful point scripture bears out here. There was spiritual significance to being baptized in water. You're just not getting wet. You're not just getting dunked. When Jesus was baptized, we're talking about the Son of God who never sinned, who never blew it. When he got baptized, there was a spiritual moment and the heavens were opened. I wonder how many people are living under a closed heaven because they won't honor God. I wonder how many people are living under a closed heaven and they don't even know it. If there was something I want for my life and I want it for your life is I want us to live under an open heaven. Listen, I don't even want us to live under a cracked heaven. I don't want a cracked heaven. I want an open heaven where God's blessings can flow in my life and his blessings can flow in my family. And the scripture says he was baptized and the heavens opened. And then the scripture says this, and the spirit of God came like a dove and settled on Jesus. There was spiritual significance to this moment. And I believe that believe as some of you get baptized today, the Spirit of God is going to settle on you in a greater way. The Spirit of God is going to begin to work in your life in a greater way. And the last thing you want to do is hinder the work of the Holy Spirit by not honoring God. Because there's spiritual significance. The heavens opened and the Spirit settled on Jesus. And if there's something that we constantly need, is the spirit to continually settle on us and work on us and work through us. And Jesus was baptized and there were some wonderful benefits. I want you to go on to see the very next verse because there's more benefits. The Bible says in Matthew 3 and verse 17, And a voice from heaven said, This is God the Father. God the Father said to his son, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Wow. God looked down from heaven and saw his son. And he said, Son... I'm proud of you. I'm pleased that you got baptized. And if there's something that I want for your life and my life, is I want God to look down from heaven and go, son, daughter, I'm pleased with you. And I'm telling you, as some of you get baptized in water, heavens are going to open. The Spirit's going to work in your life in a greater way. And I believe with all of my heart, God looks down from heaven with a smile on his face. And he says, son, daughter, I am well pleased with you. There are some incredible benefits to being water baptized. 
there's a fifth, a fifth reason people don't dive in. The, fi- the fifth is this. This is probably one of the most common reasons I hear, and that is this. People don't think baptism is that big of a deal. They just don't think it's a big deal. I mean, people think, you know, since it's by faith that I'm saved, I mean, what's the big deal? Why should I get baptized? If I'm saved and I know Jesus and I'm already going to heaven, I mean, why should I be water baptized? And here's what Jesus, the Son of God, said about why he got baptized. Listen to what he says. Matthew 3 and verse 15. But Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to be to baptize him. Jesus said, I have to obey what my father requires. Jesus understood how important it is to obey God. Because if you can't obey God in the small things with something like water baptism, what makes you think you're going to obey God in the big areas of your life? And before Jesus ever began his ministry, before he was ever entrusted with his healing ministry and casting out demons and healing the sick, before Jesus ever entered into that, his first level of obedience was to be baptized in water. You know, I have four kids, and many of you have kids. If there's something I love my kids to do, I love them to obey. And I don't want my kids to obey the fourth time. In my home, I believe if you obey me the fourth time, that's partial obedience, which means that's disobedience. Obey the first time. And how many know us parents, we do all kind of funny stuff. It's not funny to us, but when you think about it, we do all kind of funny things to get our kids to obey us. How many of you use the whole counting method to get your kids to obey you? You know what I'm talking about? Now, listen, when I count to three, you better have straightened up. Now, the very fact you have to say that mean, means there's a disconnect already. You know what I'm saying? If I, now, I'm going to count to three. One... We make a count to three five minutes long. <laughs> Two. Now I'm telling you, when I get to three, you're going to be sure. When I get to three, you're gonna be, I'm telling you, you better, you better, before I get to three. Three. When I get to five, I'm telling you. you. How many of you use the whole bribing method? You know what I mean? The whole bribing method. You're at Chuck E. Cheese. The pizza's ordered. You already bought all the tokens. Kids acting bad. If you don't straight up, we're going to leave Chuck E. Cheese right now. You're not going to get no cake, you know, get, you know, cookies. We're leaving right now. You lying. You just spent $200 on that pizza. You're going to sit right there and eat it. <laughs> I'm not telling the kids that in kids' church, they'll never hear that from me. But come on, you and I know that's not true. That's a bribe. We do all kind of funny stuff. My mama, my mama didn't play. Mama, I love my mama. Now, I don't recommend this method, but my mama didn't play. My mama would throw stuff at you. <laughs> my mama would get a brush. Bo- <laughs> yes, my mama would do it right now. Mama didn't play. We do all kind of crazy stuff to get obedience. And does Jesus have to look at us and go, one, two, don't let me get to five. I'm not going to bless you. You're not going to get any more cookies. 
Or do we respond because of his love? And his grace. And his mercy. And his forgiveness. And I say, Jesus, I want to do whatever I have to do to please you. And I'm willing today, I wasn't planning on it. But I'm willing to go get in that tent in my little cubby hole by myself and change my clothes. And they'll have the security team out there to wash my clothes. And I'm willing to go get baptized in water. Because I want to please you. And you don't have to look down from heaven. Going one, two. Can I tell you in the early church, people's church, that you would rarely meet an unbaptized follower of Christ. See, we have this 21st century Western mindset, you know, where we kind of do what we want to do. and We kind of take a little bit of the Bible and go, I like that. I don't really like that. I'll do it when I want to. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. I'm going to get back. I'm going to pray about it. Well, there's nothing to pray about. <laughs> Jesus said, do it. And in the, er in the early church, that's how, I mean, they got saved and baptized. You wouldn't go around in the early church and go, you been baptized yet? I'm praying about it. No, they got saved and they got baptized. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number. Check this out. That day, they heard the message like you're hearing it and they were baptized that day. Acts chapter 8 verse 12 and 13. But when they believed, because you got to believe first, you got to be saved first. When they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized immediately. You get saved, you get baptized. That's how the early church operated. That's how God expects us to operate with this thing called baptism. Acts chapter 9, verse 18. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. This is Saul when he had this encounter with Christ. And, and scales got on his eyes. And then when the scales fell off, here's what the Bible says. And he could see again. He got up and was baptized acts chapter 16 verse 31 through 33 they replied believe in the lord jesus you got to believe first you got to believe first and you will be saved you and your household then they spoke the word of the lord to him and to all the others in his house at that hour of the night the jailer took them and washed their wounds check this out then immediately he and all his family were baptized there was no one two you really believe you got prayer about it? No. Immediately, they were baptized. Acts chapter 18, verse 8. Christmas, the synagogue ruler and his entire household believed in the Lord. And many of the Corinthians who heard him believed, and check this out, and were baptized. Because in the early church, you would rarely meet an unbaptized follower of Jesus Christ. And today, you need to believe and you need to be baptized. If you already believe, you need to be baptized. If you were dedicated as a child, baptized as a child, maybe you got baptized as a teenager. I talked to one of our musicians behind the stage, and he told me, you know, I got baptized as a teenager, you know, but I got rebaptized as I was an adult. I just, I did it for some of the wrong reasons. And, and, and listen, if that you get rebaptized, because this is about your faith, not mama's faith, not daddy's faith, not the pastor's faith, your faith. And there are many of you, there are scores of you that have never been baptized. You're a Christian and have not been baptized. And today's your day. To go public for Jesus Christ and to say my life belongs to you.